Find your life's rhythm on the Just Jazz podcast. Heal from the past, balance your present, and get excited about your future. I am your host, Jasmine McGlure, Certified Professional Life Coach, and I'm here to encourage, inspire, and entertain you on this unpredictable journey called life. Join me as my friends and I share life lessons with you that are real, relatable, and practical. Welcome to authenticity, purpose, and fulfillment. Welcome to Just Jazz. Hey, today's message is specifically for teens. That's right. It is teen time. Okay. So parents, you are allowed, of course, to sit in and listen to what I'm going to share with your teens today. Just something to relate to the teens, uh, relate to you guys and let you know that you are not in this, on this journey by yourself. Okay. Most of the things that you've experienced, the Bible says it is not new under the sun, but I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to peel back the, the curtains and you're going to get to see a behind the scenes look at my life as I share with you, uh, some of my thoughts, some of my most deep, most intimate, uh, parts of my heart and what I've gone through, but also the faithfulness of who God is in the middle of all this. So anyway, Today's message title is you are not a mistake. I don't know what it is about being a kid, like that age, maybe between like starting at maybe age 10. For some people, they might have come across this thought even before then. But just this feeling that you're not supposed to be here, that life will be better off without you, um, that, you know, you are a mistake. And these thoughts just kind of ruminate. Um, you feel more and more isolated, more and more to yourself. And I remember I came these thoughts came to me when I was 10. So let me set up the scene for you, okay? We had just moved from Alaska to Tennessee. My mother was in the military, so uh, that was why we made that move. And um, a little interesting fact about me, I was raised in Alaska because my mom was in the military. So totally love that uh, that I was raised there. Not a Not something that most people would assume about me, but so we moved to Tennessee. We're in a new neighborhood. I'm in a new school. I am the uh, fourth child in my family. And there's a five-year distance, a five-year age gap between myself and my sister. So, you know, she has different interests than I do. I'm 10 going on 11. She's 15 going on 16. Very big different uh, level things of, that we're interested in, right? So new school, um, you know, my sister is not like my playmate, it, you know, exactly my playmate or anything like that. My mom um, had to be away on training when we first get there. Okay, so I'm feeling pretty by myself, right, which might be how you've been feeling lately, especially with the pandemic, especially with uh, the restrictions, not being able to socialize, be a part of different programs like you once were. The environment around me, there there wasn't a whole lot of uh, engagement or social activity happening. So anyway, um, I remember being in my room and my mom had told me something about my dad when I um, when she was pregnant with me. Um, so a little bit more about myself. Again, I'm sharing some, um, just deep, intimate, just very real details about myself. My father was an alcoholic. So my father was not in my life at all. I've seen my father, maybe, I don't know. I can count fingers and toes, maybe toes, maybe not toes. Um, how many times I've seen him. And my mother told me that, uh, one time when she was pregnant with me, that, um, he tried to make her have a miscarriage with me in her womb. And so here I am 10. And for some odd reason, that story that she told me 
came back to my mind. And I started to feel more and more depressed. Um, and I didn't, I wasn't able to identify it as depression at the time, but that's, that's what it was. So here I am in my physical environment. I don't have anybody. And then here comes these thoughts telling me, see, even your own father didn't want you. Nobody wants you. No, you're, you're not supposed to be here. You're a mistake. And it's just like these voices just began to, um, and they weren't literal, like outside voices, just these inner, just dark thoughts, uh, just started to kind of plague me. And I remember going down to my mother's cabinet and she had a lot of different medications down there. And I went and grabbed one of her medicine bottles and these thoughts just continued to like plague me, almost egging me on. And my, I started to imagine a funeral, my own funeral. And, you know, I started getting sad thinking about my own funeral. And, you know, there's this part of you that's kind of angry at the same time. Well, I'll teach them to ignore me. And you, you want to prove that you really, at the end of it all, you really want somebody to just say how valuable you are and how much you mean to them, but you're not hearing it. So, you imagine yourself in a position where somebody would have to value you, right? Um, and so that position for me at that time in my imagination was at my own funeral, which is an awful thought. It's an awful thought. So I take my mother's medicine bottle and I go upstairs to uh, the bathroom upstairs and I sit there and I contemplate it. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. And it was almost like something snapped me out of it. And I ended up taking the medicine and just pouring it down the sink. Now, obviously not all of it, but, you know, just the ones that in my, were in my hand that I was um, feeling tempted to take. And I remember that day very vividly um, because the, the thoughts were so real and so gripping and so convincing. It convinced me that I meant nothing to no one, that... I'm, I'm not meant for here. Um, and that is a lie. Now you might not feel like it's a lie, but I can tell you that it's a lie because what happens later in life, I'm going to fast forward. Um, I'm going to fast way forward because there's been little instances here and there, of course, where God has spoken, but God showed me something last year that really healed my heart of the wound of my father wound that I had in my heart. And if you have a father wound, maybe, maybe this will speak to you. But I sat up one night um, just thinking about my birth and thinking about my father and thinking about the day my mother probably gave birth to me. And the enemy would have me to think that the day that my mother gave birth to me, my father could care less. And that could have been true. But how do you how do you live? How do I move forward from that? And I'm sitting here picturing this entire scene because my father wasn't there from birth. And that was a sore spot for me. That was my wound spot was from birth. Just feeling like he didn't want me, just feeling unwanted. And I remember in this picture that I had seen, uh, like this whole scene is playing out. My mother's like on the table pushing and, you know, my dad is somewhere in the shadows. I remember seeing in this picture Jesus is like next to my mom while my mom is pushing for me. And he is excited. And he has a huge smile on his face. And he's looking forward to meeting me. <laughs> Probably already met me, but 
the excitement in his eyes, the glisten that he has in his eyes for to welcome me. He's ready and prepared to welcome me here, to catch me here, even though my 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 biological father's arms did not hold me. He was ready and prepared to hold me from day one. And I picture him holding me as I'm swaddled after my mom has delivered me and given birth to me and I'm swaddled and he's looking down at me and he just has the biggest smile of joy and fulfillment as he looks at me, as he rubs my head and, and he has that proud father look. Like there's nothing else I need to do but be born and he's already proud of me. There's no performance. There's no 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 graduation I need to have. There's no grade I need to get. There's no uh, sport I need to be good at. There's no uh, friend I need to have the approval of. But he looks at me with me cradled in his arms and he's already proud of me and I've done nothing to earn it. That speaks volumes to me. And what I want what I want you to do is I want you to go to your own hurt place. Go to that place where those voices, they they always seem to grab you every time you think of that particular hurt place. Sometimes the environment is just right, where nobody's around and you're not able to do this, you're not able to do that. Or maybe you just had an argument with your parents or you feel bored or whatever it might be. Maybe the environment is just right and the enemy comes in and he floods you with these thoughts And those thoughts come from some pain that you've experienced. Maybe it was a previous argument that you had with your parents. Maybe it's something that really disconnected you from your parents or disconnect. I say parents because they're they're the strongest voice in your life right now. But it could be anybody, a mentor, a grandparent, a teacher, um, or maybe there was a situation with a friend that made you feel less than, that made you feel, you know, like you're not worthy, maybe some bully. But what I want you to do, I want you to play that hurt scene back, right? And freeze it and feel all the pain of it. Let all the pain come. It's okay. It's okay. We're going to, we're going to get through this together. And then I want you to picture Jesus coming in to that hurt place, to that picture, to that situation. Where does he walk in at? What does he say? What does he do? What does that communicate to you? What does he want you to know? What message is he trying to send to you in that moment? Jesus wants you to know that you are not a mistake. And don't you allow the enemy to snatch your purpose, to snatch your life, to snatch your uh, your identity of who you are out of this world. God placed you here intentionally on purpose. He looked down the line of time and he saw you here. And he, he gave the nod of approval and said, yes, I want her here. Yes, I want him here. But God, I don't know what I'm here for. I know you don't know, but I know. And for that reason, you have never been and never will be a mistake in my book. I already have your name written down. It was very much intentional. I want to encourage you today with this scripture. And this was the scripture that um, that day when I had that whole picture that my Bible opened up to. And it's Matthew 12 and uh, 28. 
actually uh, 25 and 25 it says at that time Jesus said in response I praise you father this is Jesus talking I praise you father lord of heaven and of earth that you have hidden these things from the wise and discerning and revealed them to infants yes father for this way was pleasing to you now this scripture means so much to me not because of its context as much as it says he revealed things to infants now I know he was referring to spiritually But for me, it meant so much. It meant so much because my abandonment took place when I was an infant. And yet Jesus is there, be it a spiritual infant or a little literal infant. He's here. He's with us. He's given hidden things to us. And then if we do fast forward in verse 28 says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Hey, teenager, (laughs) God did not put an age on this. He didn't say, hey, when you're 35 and you got a lot of bills, you got kids and stuff, come to me because you are like so weary and you are so heavy. I'm going to give you some rest because I know how hard it is to try to make it these days, right? There's no age on this. Mr. Teenager, Miss Teenager, if you are weary, if you are burdened, if you are depressed, If you are frustrated, if you are disappointed, he says, I will give you rest. He said, take my yoke on you and learn from me because I'm gentle. Jesus said that he's gentle and he's humble of heart and you can find rest for your soul. If you take his yoke on yourself, he said, it's easier. It's easier. It's easier than the burden that you've been carrying. It's easier than being yoked to your friends who don't see your value and your worth. It's easier than being yoked to people who you're constantly trying to get the approval of. It's easier than being yoked and trying to earn somebody's uh, love and affection. It's easier than that. Yoke yourself to the one who loved you before you even had an opportunity to perform anything. He approved of you before you had an opportunity to perform He looks at you with big, beautiful eyes and he smiles and he says, yes, I meant for you to be here. So I just wanted to encourage you today that you are not a mistake. God intentionally placed you here for his good plan and his purpose. Let me pray for you, Miss Teenager. Let me pray for you, Mr. Teenager. Father, you know the ears that these words have fallen upon. And I just ask that you would infuse this young person with your energy, with your life, with your goodness, God that they don't look around at the world to get an idea as to whether or not they should be here, but they look only at you, that they would yoke themselves to you because you are gentle, that they would lay down the burden of trying to prove somebody, prove themselves to other people by their, their dressing or their interests or their words or trying to be whatever it is. God, I just pray that you would show them how to be themselves and that they can be that individual confidently without wavering and that you would heal the wounds that might have been caused through an argument or some conflict or betrayal father i pray that you would heal them that you would enter into um, the places of their hearts that need you lord god so father we just thank you because we can trust that you'll do it that you're speaking to them even right now that you're changing their life, that they're changing even the lie that they believed into you, which is truth. We thank you. We bless you. We honor you in Jesus name. We pray. Amen. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you have a topic you would like to have discussed on the show, message me through my Anchor podcast channel or head over to lifecoachingwithjazz.com and click the Let's Connect link where you can also learn more about being coached or becoming a certified professional life coach. Till next time, live authentically, on purpose, and fulfilled.